This episode of Super Boothers is brought to you by the Photo Booth Expo in Las Vegas this coming March 12th to March 14th, 2018 at the Westgate Hotel and Casino. Visit photoboothexpo.com and use promo code SUPERB2018 for a key pass or SUPERB2018E for an exhibits-only pass. See you there. Hello and welcome to Super Boothers. My name is Ryan. And I'm Ismail. And today we are super excited because for the first time ever, we have two guests on at the same time. Welcome to Chad Coe and Paul Kulos from LA Photo Party. Hey, everyone. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How goes? It goes good now that you're here. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to get going. Just so for the audience's benefit, uh, can you guys just, and I guess Chad, you can go first and then Paul after, uh, describe your roles at LAPP and what you guys do there? Yeah. Um, my name is Chad Coe and I run uh, product sales for the company. And my name is Paul Kulos and I do marketing and some of the graphic design for our, uh, for our company. And which one of you gets Brian Miller's coffee in the morning? <laughs> Combination. Sometimes we, we hold yeah. hands and get it together. It's a privilege to do so. <laughs> back, in, back in the day, everyone did everything. So actually, I, I, I listened to the previous podcast with Brian, and he mentioned that we have a chef. But it used to be uh, when we worked out of Brian's house, um, we would – we used to like get like frozen packs of food and it was someone's responsibility every day to defrost like you know the vegan chicken nuggets and pull out some salad and then go harvest in the garden of brian miller's backyard and uh and we put together this like college dorm room kind of feast and then we'd get back to work so we traded that job Needless to say, we've grown quite a bit. <laughs> we, get, from, we get the true story now that Brian's gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. From defrosting to a chef. Any questions you guys want to know, now is the time to ask. <laughs> he won't listen to this. Don't worry about it. Your, your secret's safe with us. Yes. Okay. What's it like from an employee's perspective to be part of a growing company? Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, – for, for us, it's pretty exciting because you know both Paul and I started where – I mean, I think we were maybe the, the fifth and sixth employee, or, or maybe he was even a little earlier than that. And um, and now we're we're looking at like twenty six employees at a, at an office in Glendale, um, and you know another you know sixty people that go out to events. Um, so it's just it's wild to see how fast it can grow, and it's exciting to be a part of innovation and kind of bringing fun and, and helping people grow their their own businesses. It's it's I've been with the company since 2010 and over the last seven years it's kind of insane to see us growing up from being in this probably like eight foot by uh eight foot by five foot back patio area to brian's house which he bought after that and then moving into this new office uh it's it's both terrifying i think for everyone involved and exciting equally because we're onto bigger and better things, but the bigger the responsibilities become, the more crucial every single decision seems to be uh, as we continue to grow. 
Yeah, so one of the things that a lot of people are always interested in learning about is hiring and attracting the right talent and retaining them and developing them. So I'm curious, you know, a lot of people may think it's weird to hire people, have them work in, in your home or in your patio or porch. I'm curious to hear, and again, maybe Chad, you can jump in first, followed by Paul. What attracted you guys to LA Photo Party in the beginning? And what kept you around all this time? And it's not just from the perspective of, you know, talking about LAPP. It's more about the employee's perspective and understanding how to attract, retain, and develop people. Yeah, I mean, I think for for me, it was that it was a fun environment to be in. Not only are we employees and coworkers, but we're all really good friends. And one of our <clears throat> one of our core values is is we you know we like the party, um, and so we bring we bring the party to an event, and so we have just a lot of fun together. Um, and so as the company has grown, or as any company grows, I think you have to kind of remember where you came from and what the point was. Uh, kind of in the beginning, and our our point was we're this grassroots company that actually cares about people, and we want to have their back, and we want to show them a good time if we're going out to event, or if they're purchasing a photo booth or our software, we want them to be successful and you know kind of achieve their dreams. Uh, I mean, for me, the the company was ideal because I loved uh, the idea of you know my background being in entertainment, being able to bring experiential. Uh, ideas and, and uh, creativity to these parties and to entertain all these guests and also on the back end coming up with these crazy ideas with Brian Miller who's like the mad scientist of photo booth creativity so we'd, we'd sit in uh, you know his, his den and, and you know put a camera on a pole hanging from the ceiling and try to make a 360 photo you know 10 years ago or uh, 7 years ago to make Photosphere 360 and it worked for a while and so I think that innovation sparked something in my own um, my own soul and so I I knew that like Brian was a special guy also I mean considering you know we're Chad and I I don't know if you guys know this that we're both actors in Los Angeles as well that it was something that was um, it just allowed us a lot of flexibility and it um, allowed us to stay creative even for our day job which was to me really important and then I just Brian trusted me so much that he let me keep hiring more friends that I knew to come to the company and so that created more of a family and dynamic because we all knew each other yeah one of the things that I was curious about from the conversation with Brian last time is that he, he brought up a lot of things like the core value the quarterly meetings and since our episode I've actually gotten to know him and talk more about these things in detail I'm curious to hear from the employees perspective from you guys when that first started happening did it seem weird was there a total buy-in from the team um, are, are people challenging those things are they hard to adjust to how was that whole process um, for from the employees perspective I, I think we spent a lot of time shaping those core values. There was actually a lot of discussion about the wording of them even. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll be honest, I was, I was like, I wanted to make sure that they were very specific. And I think since we've done that, it's actually helped our company culture because we have these very clear expectations for each one of these employees to point to. So it's important to us now to celebrate when one of our employees does something fantastic and we'll start an email thread that's like, hey, a client just wrote us about a party we did and said that 
so-and-so was exceptional, gave exceptional customer service, and that they were so happy with how the photos came out, um, and everyone will cheer them on. And equally, it's challenged us to do things like uh, start an innovation. Uh, we have like an innovation submission form now from our for our team. So we have people who submit to us ideas that they've seen maybe in a film or... Uh, maybe an idea that they saw at the Met Gallery or some or Met Gala, and they will submit that to us, and will it'll force us to think outside the box for the next big thing, and that's one of our core values is to continue innovation, to innovate fearlessly. So I I think it's given us more more growth and structure in a really positive, healthy way. Yeah, and I'll I'll just kind of piggyback off that. Um, I think that. The, the tricky thing with any company is as they grow, how do you kind of maintain who you are from the beginning? You know, what kind of started the, the whole thing? And uh, as we kind of put in some processes that are more, I guess, you would consider corporate, um, sometimes the instinct might be to feel like a little uncomfortable as an employee. But those procedures help everyone be more successful in their individual jobs and across the board. So we spent a lot of time, like Paul said, talking about, okay, how do we do this, you know, the way that um, we've always done it, but just kind of get these processes in place, get these core values in place, and the the response and the result has been incredible. Um, and I think, like Paul said, had, has brought us together. Um, and one of the core values that I, that I think rings true with me all the time, and I use it on the phone almost every day, is that we got your back. And somebody I talked to today that, that bought a photo booth that actually uh, listens to your podcast, and I was telling him that I was going to do this, and he was, and he was laughing that, that, um, that they, they know you guys. Um, he was saying one of the reasons he went with us was because they, we felt like they, you know, we had their back and that we were willing to help them with their journey um, and kind of walk them through uh, their success. That's awesome. One of the things that I'm a little bit interested to know is as an employee, what what do you think motivates an employee and then what motivates you personally? I think uh, Brian has to t- one of the big risks I think in being a, a boss is the risk in, in making someone wholly accountable for a task. And Brian will have a meeting with you and then say, oh, I want you to own this task. And for me, if I know that this is all relying on me, that it's mine to make the decisions and figure out as creatively or as much as I need to, then I, that motivates me because I have a high standard for myself. Um, I like the idea that my, my boss trusts me to make the right decisions. And if I make the wrong ones, he's, he's going to uh, support me even during that too because Brian's he's got my back, like our, like our core value says. But it's, I, I'm motivated by that ability for him to rely on me and, and know that you know, he's hired the right person and so I'll make sure to do a good job. That's one of my biggest motivators is probably my own high expectation. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here. I think um, what motivates me, uh, I mean, sales is a little different uh, because it's such a, it's, it's so focused on um, how you're performing, right? Um, and I think that for a salesperson, you need to kind of be able to see 
that there's growth within uh, whether they be numbers or, or the company. And so, so that's one thing that has been there for LA Photo Party is, okay, we have a new product. We have the next thing. We can kind of grow and create this family of products that I can sell and grow as a salesperson and, and bring in new people to train and all that stuff. So, so having, I think having growth, having some place to grow and not feel stuck in one position um, cause everybody wants to, you know, continue to do better in their life, make more money and, and, you know, right, rise with the company. Uh, the other thing is that because we are innovators, um, and are always coming up with something new, it, it's really exciting to be a part of it and it motivates me to figure out, okay, how do we share what we're excited with, with customers? How do we, um, and the rare thing is that we use our own products in the field because we boot, we do both events at a high level and and sell products and software and so we're doing something exciting for a, a, a corporate client like fox or viacom that's never been done before because they asked us to do this weird thing and then we're excited about it we're posting about it on a photo booth network and then we're putting it into our products for um our customers to use and then they're able to make money off of it and grow their business it's it's a pretty amazing rare thing and it's it's kind of awesome to so be a let's part talk of. for a minute about i guess launching a new product as as a salesperson how involved are you in like the design of say like a new photo booth yeah um so you know when it comes to the the design um you know, we're very blessed to have uh, uh, our guy Joey and, and Brian's brother David Miller, um, who are kind of spearheading the uh, a lot of the design, um, the engineering. Um, what I try to bring into the process, and I'm in uh, a lot of the meetings. We have weekly meetings because we're about to release um, the Infinite Venture, uh, which is a new product that ships in October, and. What I what I feel like my job is with the design process is to convey what the customers are telling me they want, and with this specific product, um, we were coming up with something that was uh, not in competition with the Infinite, which it did so well. It was something for somebody that was more of maybe you know brand new to the industry, something portable that somebody can take by themselves, um, smaller, sleeker, simpler, and um, uh, just really conveying like the, you know, have my finger on the pulse of what the customer needs. Um, so I feel like that that's my job. And, um, and then it's a dialogue and, and it almost kind of a dance with the designers and everybody involved and, and, and Brian leading the way. He, uh, Chad just kind of glossed over his name, but Brian's brother, David, uh, is a former engineer for NASA so I just want to say that we're really lucky to have him a part of our team because he's really good at helping us keep track of our progress as we continue to engineer each stage of a booth. Um, his workflow is really good. And Joey is this 3D generalist who can, who anytime you see any one of our, uh, maybe like a, a digitized version of our booth. He's the one who's making it in 3D space in Maya software and uh, and rendering it for us so that we can show our clients what we're looking to design and so that we can imagine what it's going to look like when it's actually constructed. We're particularly lucky with those two guys that when he are mentioned. We putting, yeah, when are we putting a photo booth guys. on the moon? Because I think that's where this is going. Oh, yeah. Moon <laughs> booth is coming. Oh, yeah. 2019. Moon yeah. booth. Hashtag Moonboot 2019. 
Uh, I cannot uh, tell you, though, if it's going to be a good cell service for sharing up there. Uh, so you might need <laughs> to bring your own mobile hotspot. Inter- intercellular texting fees. Perfect. So what about what you guys do from the sales and marketing end of the from the product? When you're doing new products, you just talked a little bit about the design. What do you guys do from the sales and marketing end? Do you try to drum up interest beforehand? What's the whole process like from your guys' perspective to ensure a successful launch? That's a great question. Uh, Recently, uh, we had uh, David Miller reach out to our base of users and take a survey about some of our ideas because it's it's easy for us to be to just say like we like this and we like this and this is important to us but not all of our clients are using photo booths the same way that we do and uh we want it to be versatile we always want our products to have a lot of versatility and uh so that the so that the client can use it to its full capacity in whatever way it serves their company so david sent out a survey I think it was like something like five pages. It was it was quite in depth, and it was about everything from physical makeup to uh, what's important to you as far as like mobility, um, software features, what software features are most useful for you. Um, would this new feature be something you'd be interested in using or selling? Um, do you do you like before we built the Sidekick? We asked. Is print and uh, would a print and share station be something that you would be interested in purchasing? And then we'd ask them to maybe talk about price points of what they think is good. And from that point, we 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 kind of start the process of hacking away at the block of clay that we've brought to the table and start narrowing in on very specific features. And sometimes you've got to take a few risks. Um, you know, when we did the bounce card on the infinite. I'd say we we knew that it was uh, a cool design and we knew that that was going to be uh, effective for what we did. And we liked the fact that we didn't have to attach a third party light on the outside of a booth so that we can have this finished look. But, you know, we weren't sure if everyone was going to get it. Um, so sometimes you got to take the risk and and then see that we can you can send a tr- you can set a trend that way, too. It's like now we see a lot of of people in the industry looking to be more discreet. And in and, and that way, it was exciting to see the a, a decision like that that actually came from Joey have this ripple effect in a wonderful way. Um, and then as far as marketing goes, um, we, we try to uh, start that process several months in advance. Um, I'm already planning for some products that we have coming up in the next few months. And uh, I'll, I'll start timing out when we're going to drop a few bits of information here and there about videos. We want people to make sure that they have an understanding of features ahead of time. We'll make a few uh, videos with some of our sales team and then make sure that it's readily available on the website. I guess that's the biggest part of my process is to make sure that it's uh, we have clear ideas of when those deadlines are and launching them. So I think, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to add to that real quick. Um, I think I think we made the the photo booth that we wanted to use that was like our dream booth when we when we made the infinite. And I think, um, and I mentioned this before, is that because we actually use the photo booths in the field, we know exactly what what are the issues we've always had with photo booths and and, and 
we 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 didn't we didn't want we wanted to do a bounce card because the the strobe and umbrella was so clunky and ugly and it would get dirty and it was just not fun to use like all the choices that we put into it are based off of hours and hours of events experience from our guys and our team and uh also based off of asks from clients the reason you can everything on the booth can be vinyl wrapped is because it makes us money for the company um, so all the, all the choices that are in there that are these important features are based off of, um, kind of in-field experience or research and, uh, the potential to, um, bring in, uh, revenue from those things. If you can add some upsells, then you can, you know, you can really change your year. Um, so yeah, so I just is want to add a, that Is there a new to, dream uh, booth? That question. <laughs> um, I mean, we could tell you, but we'd have to kill you. You know what I mean? It's like, we're not, we're not there yet <laughs> to tell you that. We're really excited about the venture. We, we really do like that booth a lot. I, we've used it at, at events already. And for me, it's, it's so great to have this light, light booth that we're, that's so, so much quicker to set up and easy to you know, put together and pop up. And uh, so that's that's our big focus right now. As far as what's after the venture, we got some ideas. I I I think this the next thing that we're moving into is gonna really push a lot of uh, photo booth owners into a, an interesting direction. I think which the market se- seems to be shifting into. Um, this this I've since in, in 2010 when I started, I've not I can't believe how much the photo booth industry. Uh, has grown because I remember in 2011 when we started Photo Party Upload, we had we made cold calls to photo booth companies all over the country, and I had to explain to them why. And Brian too would be on the phone. We'd be explaining why would anyone ever want to share a photo to Facebook, Twitter, and email? They just want prints. That's all they want. And I I was just blown away. Like, what photo booth owner doesn't do that now? Yeah, one one thing that you touched on earlier was the importance of getting customer feedback early on in the process. So you you know you're building something that people actually want. Uh, but you you also kind of later on said that it's important to take risks, right? So it, it reminded me of the comments from Henry Ford where he he had that famous line where he said, "If I asked customers what they wanted, they would have just said faster horses." So at a certain point, you have to uh, like I, I guess the question to you guys is, how do you balance? building the customer, giving them what they want with also, also like, uh, they don't know what they want all the time. They don't know what's possible. They don't know what else you can do and taking the chance and building something that they may not know they wanted. How do you balance that? Yeah, well, I think that's a great question. Um, because it is a balancing act, but I think at the end of the day, you, you have to follow your instincts. Um, and, and you don't know it, like Paul said, it is a risk. You don't know if it's going to take on, if it's if it's going to run, I think there's part of what happened with the infinite. Why it was so successful was that there was some luck involved. It, it, it came at the right time, and uh, and we had this crazy photo booth expo, and everybody heard about it, and it made a big splash. Now you can't always do that. You try to put all the uh, the pieces in place in order to have that happen, but some of it is just going to be that risk. Um, but also, I think at the end of the day, you have to trust your instincts of what you think is is right, um, even if it's something that's different than what maybe the customer um, as a whole is asking for. Absolutely. And and I, I say risk, but I also want to you know hit back what Chad said a bit ago, which was that it, everything is field tested. And because 
we are so lucky to be working with event planners consistently in both the private and uh, corporate market. We were lucky to use these uh, both of these things with a, a wide base of, of users. So I think that's really helpful for us to know that we're, 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 we're giving you tools that have worked for us. What's the best way that LA Photo Party has continued to maintain the relationship with the customer? Well, uh, Brian's always loved giving gifts. So we do, we do love to, uh, uh, we do like to um, be generous as much as possible. Um, I think that's, that's helpful. But I, I also feel like Brian's never, Brian's never wanted to offer something to a client that he wouldn't want to invest in. And I think that creates a level of belief. I, I think if you don't believe in what you're selling and you don't support it from this core part of yourself, and it's, then you can't, you can't expect anyone else to. And everything from the pricing to the design. I think that's the big thing with the rental game as well is whenever you consider. do, like I did event decor way back when, and a lot of my friends did event decor. Whenever you buy a rental item, the, the real rule of thumb is you wouldn't buy something that you wouldn't want in your own home. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and just to kind of continue, continue that, I think, um, I mean, my job is I'm, on, I'm basically on the phone with people um, or on like a Skype or FaceTime demo. So I'm, I'm talking to people all the time. And when a, at the end of a sale, what I'll always tell them is that if you need anything, uh, if, you wanna, if, if you're curious on, on a pitch, if you want to know how we would do it, if you want me to take a look at your website, your marketing, like any of that stuff, I, you give me a call and I'll take a look at it and I would tell you kind of how we would do it. And I let them know that, that I'm available like, so that once you, don't, you purchase it, we don't go away. You know, we're building a partnership or relationship, and, and a lot of the customers become our good friends. And we see them at the trade shows. A lot of times, we 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 sub out our clients, and we do uh, our customers. When we do like fifty city tours. Um, somebody who just bought a photo booth might be getting paid to use that photo booth for Carrie or you know Maze Runner or any type of film, um, you know, or like a Wonder Woman or whatever film you know it might be coming out, and they're looking to do promotions. So we stay in contact with our customers and. Um, we try to let them know that we appreciate them and, and we want them to be successful because otherwise, you know, we don't have any, we don't have a business. Now, Chad, yeah, just to Brian. jump in, you, you made an interesting comment about how you're always on the phone with customers. And I'm curious to hear what, what are the common major issues that people call in with and how do you guys help them with that? Like, what's the advice? So what's the most common issues that people struggle with, with their photo booth business and how do you guys advise them to handle that? Well, so, um, when people are talking to me and they are, you know, because our booths are kind of on the high end of the market. Um, so um, when people are calling, they're saying, you know, why should I go with you guys versus, you know, somebody else, which is, you know, much less expensive. And they're, they're I, I, so I ask them, you know, what market are they in? You know, what is their business like currently? And what I hear a lot is that, you know, we just... Uh, you know, we're, we're competing at, you know, for the Groupon level and, uh, you know, everybody's trying to outbid each other. And what I always tell them is that everybody, anybody can, can make the most in their market and anybody can transition to corporate. But what you need to do is you need to have the tools and the tools are, is one, a product is two, is materials to go with that product. And also the knowledge to how to perform that specific feature at an event. Um, so just because you can do VR 
But if you don't know how to sell it, if you don't know how to talk about it, if you don't know how to show it, it's not very helpful. You need to be able to educate your customer, your market, your industry. One of the things we've done is, you know, we're the first, first photo booth to ever do virtual reality. And so we had to go out to our, our um, clients and give them demos. And they, would, they were blown away by it. But what I'll tell you what happened is that some of those people we went to demos didn't necessarily book a VR right away, but they booked us for something else because we were just going out there and talking to them again. It was an excuse to see them. So when I'm on the phone talking to these people, I, I try to um, sh- you know, show them that with the right tools, you can take your company from maybe the bat mitzvah wedding uh, level and slowly rise up so that you can be reaching out to you know different markets, different cities, um, and really growing. That's such a great lesson that what you just touched on, the relationship is so important that even though you're going down there to show them a VR demo, they may not book the VR demo or buy your VR product, but because you're there building the relationship, they'll book you for something else. It, t- it just speaks to the importance of uh, putting the time in and, and being there. Um, and I, I think I have, uh, I think this question might be more for Paul. Um, but I, I'm curious, I think one thing I want to take away for the audience here is sales and marketing guidance for photo booth rental businesses, booking events. Um, and, and that might be something that Paul's more involved in. That, that, may not be, that might not be true. But Paul, what do you think is some advice that you give people that are trying to grow their business and looking to book more and more events? Uh, anything that you guys have seen that works very well or any advice that you give on that front? Yeah, I, I, I uh, so the event sales department at our company also does a lot of cold calling and or, or they don't or warm calling I guess you'd call it for old clients that go back and touch base and make sure that they have they see all the new features like Chad was just saying um, and then my job is to make sure that anytime we have a new feature I I create all the materials to show the output to show the process of what it's going to look like when it shows up at their party um, to show that how instant it is to, to hit the major points of what, you know, why do you want it? So virtual reality, let's talk about that. Virtual reality, they, that's a big concept for a lot of people and it means a lot of different things. So we went to the event tech trade show, which was a trade show. One of my uh, event sales guys found on the internet and it was perfect because it's a lot of event planners who are looking to uh, find the next big thing. And there were a lot of people there already doing virtual reality, but we were the only ones there who could create an instant, uh, personalized, branded experience that you could either upload natively to social media or print out. And when they heard that and heard the price point at which they could purchase that service from, we blew everyone out of the water. So, uh, I, that, which also brings up to the point too that trade shows are huge event planner trade shows if you if you can find a local one or if you get the chance to go to the special events expo when it's in your neighborhood or in the in your area those have been a fantastic way for us to meet some of the people that we've we've had you know several years we've been working with if almost a decade with some of these people that we met at the first trade shows we've done i'd say that was a big help for a lot of uh, a lot of our growth and and uh, marketing to them do, do you guys do any online marketing, Facebook marketing, anything on social media? Is there anything that people like, let's say there's a Sally 
in Wyoming with a photo booth rental business. And she may not have a huge Rolodex of existing clients to go to. And let's say cold calling is too scary for a lot of people. Is there anything else that you guys do that the, the trade show tip was very helpful? But is there anything else like from online marketing or anything else that you guys have seen that works very well? We're in the process right now of amping up our own search engine optimization. And we've actually hired someone outside to make sure that when someone searches for photo booth Los Angeles, that we're going to be on page one, if not the top item. And I think the biggest thing that anyone can do right now for themselves is to see what small things they can do to their own online presence, uh, whether it's social media. Uh, I do think that you need to be active on social media. I do think that helps a lot. But I also think you need to make sure your Google My Business page is up to date, that you have people reviewing you. Um, I think you, I think Yelp is good for private clients, but if you're looking to move into corporate, you do need to find a way in which to, to meet those people. I think first, firsthand experience of, if you can meet them in person, if you can meet that person face to face and show them the product, that's the best way to get them to invest. One in of you. the things that I've always that's, noticed that's about companies is that they process so far, the ones that are always at the forefront are always the ones that are, you know, innovating and the ones that don't are the ones that kind of fall behind. So like Blockbuster kind of didn't catch on and then kind of allowed Netflix to take over. Same thing with, you know, a bookstore like Borders where they really missed the missed the mark on, you know, having, you know, e-tablets and e-readers. How does LA Photo Party stay ahead of the curve in a growing industry? Well, you know, we all have posters in our offices that say don't become Blockbuster, you know. Um so we try to uh Try to remember that, remember that, uh, example. Um, the, uh, I think, I think we put a lot of energy into it and a lot of focus on that. Um, I think we, we pride ourselves in, in trying to lead the industry, um, and to push it and to, to, to see, um, what else can be done with a photo booth? What's the next thing? And I think our guys, uh, get really excited and, and turned on by the fact that, you know, how else creatively can we do that? And, um, you know, Paul's, uh, can talk about this, uh, in a second, but he's, he's heading up a team, um, uh, an innovation team where it's basically, uh, their job to, to play around and come up with crazy things. And sometimes the weird late night, uh, you know, 1am idea, uh, or, you know, if you're at a retreat with a work retreat and you guys are having a beer and you go, well, wouldn't it be cool if sometimes, uh, that's how you get the underwater photo booth. So Joey, the guy I mentioned earlier who does all of our 3d uh, modeling, he's awesome guy to, to have as a part of our innovation team. And, and, and I'm going to give a little shout out right now. Kelly Williams, I, I love watching, following her on Instagram because she always has fresh new samples and ideas that she's been playing around with, uh, that always get me so excited to, to see her like just playing around with our software and showing off new things that for her clients to see so that they go like, if anything, it's beautiful eye candy that I can enjoy. So, uh, that inspired us to create our innovation team. And the basic goal for us is to take a few hours every week towards one project. So I'm trying to think if there's one that I can talk about that wouldn't get into somewhere what that, that we're going to release later on. But, um, 
Maybe talk hypothetically, Paul. <laughs> hypothetically. Um, I, sometimes it's a reimagining of, a, of an existing feature. So let's say it's using our green screen background with, um, but, but not having a green screen background, but using a green screen object to show, to key out so that anytime someone like holds up this frame, it shows like an x-ray of a person. So you hold up in front of your chest and it, it shows like your rib cage. Um, but it's, it's that. And then, you know, sometimes we'll decide, is this idea good enough for us to invest in software development? So Zoomscape was one that we created probably three years, two years ago, I think. And it was the idea of creating this still photo that had this kind of warped 3D or uh, three-dimensional um, effect. It kind of created this strange perspective, almost like this Alfred Hitchcock kind of uh, zooming uh, effect on a picture. And, uh, you know, that was a lot of time spent developing that, testing it, playing around with it. And I don't know that it's used all that much anymore, um, but it still exists. It's actually in PBU. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, like Chad said, sometimes you come up with the underwater photo booth. Sometimes you come up with light painting, a system, a system for creating light painting at events. Sometimes you create virtual reality. That was a big risk for, for Brian as well when we started testing that. And it, Joey said, Brian, I think this is the next big thing. And he created the system for it. And that's important. You have to create a, a, a way for people to, recreate the process and make it uh, work within an event of the flow of an event. So, yeah. And, and I'll follow up with that shout out to Kelly Williams. She was actually on the podcast episode five, I believe. So if people haven't heard that, I suggest they check it out. Um, I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much for coming on here. I always find it very inspirational speaking to the bigger companies out there. I know it may be a little bit hard to relate to for people that are just starting out, but I think if everyone focused on taking the lessons um, that you can from this episode. I think there was a lot of lessons. Like if you're, if you're building a new product, getting customer feedback early in the process so you're not building something that no one will want. Um, a lot of the marketing tips that you touched on and also getting an idea about what it's like for the people that are working in your company um, and how they think and how to motivate them and how to develop them and retain them for the long run. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming on here. Uh, I know I really appreciate it. I hope people get a lot of value out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was our pleasure to uh, to be part of it today. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, and uh, for those of you who are interested, uh, we're offering a Super Boothers uh, promo promotion. Yeah, yeah, exclusive. So if you're interested, um, um, so what we're doing uh, for everybody who's listening, all the amazing listeners out there. Um, we're going to do $200 off of our photo booths. We're doing 10% off of our photo booth software, photo booth upload, uh, if you get a lifetime pro license. And then we're also, which is really cool, we're offering one month free of our sharing software, which is a photo party upload. Uh, so we're doing discounts on all of our stuff. And we're so thankful to the super boothers, Ryan Ishmael. Um, for having us. Awesome and guys. We wanna, Thanks so much. Uh, give that to support to all the people, all the listeners out there. Thank you so much to Chad and Paul for joining us today. If you're interested in learning more about the infinite or the venture, please check out our show notes. 
If you are in Dallas on September 25th, please join us at Super Boothers Do Dallas at the W Dallas Victory. Tickets are $75 and are on sale now. Visit our website at superboothers.com. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.